Hello, welcome to Spotlight, adding artistic light to the longer evenings. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, we catch up with the new Manx youth bard, Hadassah Smith. Hear about immersive theatre in the Manx Museum. And the Ramsey Music Society launches their summer season of concerts as they gear up for their 50th anniversary next year. Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in the spotlight. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, add whatever you like to the list if it's artistic. Email me spotlight at maxradio.com or Howard Kane, C-A-I-N-E, at maxradio.com. Evening all, lovely to have your company as ever. First off this evening, we're catching up with the relatively new Manx youth bard, Hadassah Smith. She was inaugurated into the position earlier this year, taking over from Eva Petrova, who, of course, we heard throughout her tenure here on Spotlight with some of her wonderful poems. She'll go on to great things, I feel certain. I invited Hadassah into the Spotlight studios, well, just Studio 3, to be honest with you, to tell us about how she was finding the role, what she'd been doing so far, and, of course, if she had a poem for us. It's been really amazing. Um, uh, Eva Petrova, the uh, the previous Manx youth bard, contacted me mm-hmm. and told me all about the position, and I was really interested and said and gave me a lot of um, tips, should I say, <laughs> as to... Um, what the judges might look for in the com- in the competition in the yeah. competition yeah. yeah go on let's spill all what what were her tips give us a couple of her top tips to like write like a poem or two about like the Isle of Man because that's what they specifically like to look for mm-hmm. and just to be very lyrical and to show how like your your passion for it as well and so in the actual the bardic competition itself, so people put in and then you're sort of, I think there's like a short list and then you have to do two or three poems, do you? Yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was a runner-up. Um, the third competitor didn't uh, didn't arrive there, um, so that was a bit unfortunate, but um, the uh, second-place winner was my friend, a friend of mine, Sophie, and I, re- I really did think she was going to win, but... Um, yeah. No, but you did. Yeah. yeah, so I just hope she wins next year. <laughs> And so it's a case of, had you been into writing poetry beforehand? Is this something, you know, you've done for quite a while or is it something that you've taken up relatively recently before becoming the youth part? Well, it's something relatively recently I've just gotten into. Um, I started to find my love for poetry when uh, the Poetry 2022 trail came up Mm -hmm. and um, Bethany, the organiser, and... All the other poets there, they were really inspiring. And that and then I saw Eva there as well. So And you thought I might have a go at this? Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was there anything when you're writing yourself, is is there stuff that you actually like to write about things that inspire you? Because I know some people love to write about, as you say, the Isle of Man. Some people it's nature. Some people it's just uh, happenings or things going on in the world. Anything that inspires your poetry? Well, um, it's kind of hard to say because when I just have something on my heart, I just have to write it down. But usually it's something to do with like emotions, how like humans deal with the emotions. And I suppose certain events and like um, 
the daytime or that like what's special about the island mm-hmm. yeah and and how do you write because i know obviously i was gonna say in the olden times but people used to write obviously always pen on paper and i know a few poets who still like to do that they have a they literally have a book and they they write their poetry into a book but a lot of modern poets and younger people coming in do it all on ipad or even on their phones or something where are you on that scale um i I just do it on google docs on Mm -hmm. my phone or my laptop preferably preferably my laptop because i don't know why i just i just prefer just typing on my laptop so yeah and do you have a do you have a sort of specific time when you like to write or is it a case of you know does inspiration strike you think of something you hear something you think that's going to be a great you know i really like that idea because i sometimes i do a little bit of poetry occasionally and if something inspires me i just think oh i'll just scribble it usually in a diary or something i'll just write something down as a note to myself do you do that um yeah i i when, whenever i just comes into my mind i'm just like you better write it down otherwise you'll forget <laughs> so yeah um, there was this one instance where it was like the middle of the night and like it was just before the finals uh, uh, um, and I was like I need to think of something for one of my poems oh I need to finish it off and then it just came to me in the middle of the night I was just like I don't, I don't want to get up but like I need to write it down <laughs> so did you grab your phone and sort of scribble <laughs> yeah thank it? goodness yeah. my phone was practically right <laughs> next to me <laughs> And what, do you know what you have to do for the role when you're actually having your bardic year? I mean, once you're a bard, you, you stay a bard. But in your current year, when you are the current youth bard, uh, do you know sort of are there certain functions you have to do, or uh, is that not clear? Or do you sort of you know does it happen as you go along? Do you know what the score is? Um, well, usually I just get an email saying um, if you would like to come to this event mm-hmm. or um, to do something like an interview. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't think I. I need to go to certain events. Maybe. I'm. I'm not entirely sure. No, but more like, by invitation. More so like people, yeah. They'll sort of say, "Oh, could you come along and do a po- yeah. do a poem here?" And do, do you like the performing side of it? Because I know, again, speaking to some poets, some poets love to write poetry, but don't necessarily like to actually perform it. Well, before this, I wasn't. I was at when I when I did speaking um, positions and all that for school and outside of school stuff I was a total mess honestly like I would get like this one time in front of in the concert there was like so many schools and um lots of people were there and I completely messed up my line and said the next line and oh, I honestly we've, we've all been there I've, I've honestly <laughs> embarrassed myself uh, I, I was I, I literally turned red on the spot so yeah but then I suppose with this role it's kind of given me a little bit of confidence I'm not entirely there yet because yeah. it's it, it's only been a l- little while since I've been it, but yeah, absolutely. And so you're looking forward to the rest of the year because it will be what through till next uh, 2024, February 24, something like that, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite a long time. So we've got all the summer to go through. So it's a real, it's a great experience then, and something. Would you like to do more off the back of you know, when you finished your bardic year? Can you see yourself carrying on as a as a poet? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I am kind of thinking to write a book uh, um, on my of my poetry once I like have uh, um, enough po- poetry to put into the book, or to just like start a Instagram or Facebook mm-hmm. um, profile and post my poetry on there. Excellent idea. And and do you go along to any of the Alaman Poetry Society meetings? You mentioned Bethany there. S- certain ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you can. Yeah, w- yeah. Absolutely. Well, listen, we've been talking about poetry. Have you got a poem for us today? I do. Excellent. That'd be very nice. So it would be nice to hear. So this is the first from the new 
Manx Youth Bond. I know we heard briefly from her when uh, Phil was talking to her here on Spotlight a while back, but uh, here we have in the studio with uh, a first poem for us. Take it away. The Easter Hunt. Screams of delight ring out as the children bolt about the garden, looking in every nook and cranny, hunting high and low for the sugary sweetness of chocolate. The animated chattering of parents in conversation cheer on their child to win on the battlefield of the hunt. The smooth, scrumptious taste of sweet victory as it melts in the mouth and drips down the throat, entrances them with its scrumptious delight. Fantastic. Love it. Very nice indeed. I used to do Easter egg hunts as well. Terrific stuff. Listen, thanks ever so much for coming in to talk to us today. We wish you all the best of luck. And uh, if you'd be kind enough, you could come back uh, in a month or so time. We'll do a bit more poetry. Yeah, definitely. Lovely. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll be hearing more poetry from Hadassah in coming months. Look forward to that. Best of luck to her for her bardic year. Now, if you love immersive theatre, history and something a little different, then an event at the Manx Museum next week is just for you. Curator of Art and Social History, Katie King, told me what was going on. So we're putting on a brand new immersive theatre um, performance at the Manx Museum on the from the evening of the Wednesday the 26th of April through to Saturday the 29th of April um, and it's called Labyrinth the Treasure House so for those of you that don't know the Manx Museum um, in Manx Gaelic is translated as Tai Tashti Vanin which literally means the treasure house. That is the closest in Manx Gaelic to describe a museum. See, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, we always we always <laughs> love the phrase treasure house anyway. So um, the Manx Museum, as some of you all know, um, is 100 years old or was 100 years old in November 2022. So all this year we've been celebrating the story of the Manx Museum. We've been chatting about it on various programmes, haven't we? Um, and we've got our wonderful exhibition Museum 100 on, which um, is running at the Manx Museum until October. So um, every year or every other year, we like to work on a theatrical production with our in-house theatre group who are called Labyrinth, History in Action. Um, we're a group of volunteers and members of Manx National Heritage staff as well who like to try and bring stories together um, from around the Isle of Man or from from um, from different places on the island and we put it together into quite a quirky um, promenade theatre performance so we were just working out actually this is our 10th year we we started with a, an event called Castle Russian Unlocked um, at Castle Russian in 2013 and that that performance was called Labyrinth and in that we guided people, very small audience sizes like 30 people, we guided them around Castle Russian in a very unusual way and you sort of came across the actors and the stories as you, as you go. Um, it's called Labyrinth Style Theatre which basically means you don't just sit and watch something in a theatre, you are being taken on a journey, on an, um, on an adventure and in this instance you'll be taking on a journey through the Manx Museum after hours when the doors are locked um, and you get you get you've got a guide I act as the guide so I'm I'm your friend I'm your safe space <laughs> so the audience stays with me and I will guide you around and you will encounter different stories in this instance from the Manx Museum's past or from some of the amazing collections we hold so there's tales of sort of dear thefts and treasure discoveries and and there's some um 
ghost appearances as well as we go around. And basically we're exploring all the different stories we're telling within the Museum 100 exhibition, but in theatrical form. Um, we've been working on this um, most of this year and a little bit of last year as well with our with our cast, who are all fabulous. Um, we weren't able to do a performance last year for various reasons, so we're really excited to be back together. And it's, um, you know, there's music, there's um, participation if you want to. You don't have to. Nobody's forced to do anything. Um, but it's a really great night out. The, the, prom the performance is about an hour, an hour and a half. And basically you're taken on an adventure with a safe person looking after you. And it's, I mean, they're, they're so popular, um, our labyrinth events, because it's, um, it's something unusual. We don't think it happens anywhere else on the island. We don't know anyone else that does this, does this labyrinth theme theatre, which is... Um, much more engaging for the visitor mm. perhaps than just sitting um i do have to give a warning in that it's not suitable for children under seven um largely because it's very fast paced and um because the actors are, are amongst you it can be really distracting if there's if there's a younger children crying or there's anything like that they can be a bit scary as well you go behind the scenes at the museum into sort of quite small spaces um so if if that's not your cup of tea then, then <laughs> don't come clear. along but it's um, um, they are really, really fun. Fun nights out, yeah. And presumably, so, you've got to be happy to be on your feet for an hour or so. Yeah, well. we there are there are we will introduce bits of seating every now and then, but yeah, there are steps and things like that. But if you really want to come and um, you're concerned about mobility issues, um, just contact the museum because we can always change the performance and there's things we can do to make it accessible for people. So um, don't worry if you if it's for you and you're really interested, we can we can adapt the performance for you. Yeah. Oh, lovely. And you said it, you've been working on it for a year. So, so who actually writes all the script? Is that all done in-house as well? Yeah, so it's done with our, with the cast. So we have cast who enjoy the script writing. So what, what we normally do is we will work as a group to storyboard out the performance. So we work on the storyboard um, where we think each story would fit within gallery spaces or storerooms or... Um, um, behind the scenes spaces mm -hmm. at the museum in this instance. And then um, the, we say to the cast, you know, who would like to write what? Who would like to work with each other? Is this a, a math scene where we're all going to be in it? They're always quite fun because you have to kind of choreograph those. Um, and then, yeah, we, we, we set them off and we come back with such amazing scripts. And they're all, every scene is so different. Every story is so different because we're all such different performers. So some people are, are very comic. There's some really hilarious scenes. Some people are um, like the more sort of emotional, um, heart-hitting stories. So we split it up and then it's very democratic. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll have a go at that. And at the moment, we're in the line learning stages. So I've become quite quite bossy because I'm like, come on, we all need to learn our lines now. Um, and we're rehearsing, um, we're rehearsing, you know, quite a lot at the moment. But it's really good fun. Yeah, we, we, we love we love doing it. And we really love the reaction from the visitors when so they come along. So do you along. get to act as prompt as well? Because you can't have a prompt like you can well, on no, a No, you can't. Stage. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah because, because, the, because our actors are in in within you, um, in within the audience, it's it's quite intimidating. It is intimidating, and that's why I act as the guide because I can. Um, I don't have to do that. I just I'm just grouping you around, um, and yeah, I mean because it's live theatre and because it's immersive theatre. They have to adapt and ad-lib all the time, but that's that's what makes it quite a fun experience. That's terrific. So it's a really different way. Like I said, obviously you can go to the Manx Museum year-round and experience all the wonderful treasures and things that are on display there, but this is a great way to maybe find out more about the culture of the Isle of Man through, a, as you say, through sort of more performance and just sort of standing and staring. Yeah, and we, and we try and call it, we call it Minds on Fire sometimes. So some of the scenes are a bit strange. They might appear a bit strange. They're a bit wacky or a bit zany. Some of them, not all of them. And you might 
walk away thinking, what, what, what have I just learned? What, what's just happened? But actually, we notice that people think about it and they and they come back to us even weeks later saying, oh, I've been I've been looking into that story. That's amazing. I didn't know that about the Alamance. So we try we do try to unpick some of the unusual stories um, or ones that people don't know much about. And in this instance, we're actually also trying to explain a little bit about why museums exist what collections are for you know how we look after them so there's also a little bit about um, that being woven through this story some of the debates we have internally about you know how do you display this and that's going to get damaged but what about but people need to see it so all those sort of debates are thrown in as well and we're talking we are talking about how the museum came to be and how there there was 150 200 years ago a real lack of respect for our own history amongst people living here so and how we've sort of come full circle on that and that's amazing i know we were talking about that i think on tammy ginders and, and it is it is actually a real eye-opener to think it's not that long ago that no one really seemed to care at all about or, or or understand it because you because i think i was saying to you at the time your your job was to survive was to feed your family and survive in a very bleak sort of um financial time you know really hard to live here um, and your stark choices, or emigrate or starve, you're not really going to be that concerned about whether you have Viking heritage or not. So, you know, it's come with, it's, it's as the islands evolved, I think that part of our story has become more prominent yeah. because you've got to understand who you are, I suppose, to know where you're going. Um, and that is why heritage, culture, art is really important. And I suppose, as you say, a degree of affluence and that if you're yeah. not having to worry about where the next meal's coming from, yeah. you yeah. can ponder more of these things. And you must know you must know things are working when people come back and say, I've gone back and researched it. Yeah, yeah, I see. yeah. And we do have a sort of repeat crowd. Yeah. But like I say, we actually haven't done an evening performance um, labyrinth since before COVID. Um, so we're all quite excited about it. And um, we did one at Russian Abbey the year before last in the daytime. And that didn't... It didn't excite people as much because it hasn't got that sort of locked in, in the dark sort of um, atmosphere that, that we know people like about Labyrinth. Oh, it's terrific. And as you say, it has been the 100th celebration. We must also mention the wonderful M100 podcast, which uh, yes. on my trade have been terrifically successful, but round about just coming up to the halfway mark, I think, 100 of those. And again, lovely little just sort of bite-sized snippets, so you don't have to give up hours. They're all accessible via the Manx Radio website, and there's yourself and some of your colleagues talking about just it's our favourite thing. Selection yeah. of wonderful, yeah. and again, some of them were quirky, some of them are beautiful, some of them are odd, some of them are just you know it, it, such a wonderful range, and they all have little stories to tell. Yeah, exactly. And everything we've got in our collection has a story because that's what gets it into our collection. We don't just collect old things; we collect things with a story that make up. The, um, it's a little piece of the jigsaw that makes up our island story. That's terrific. You can go along to the Mags Radio website and check those out. If people want to check out the Labyrinth performance, how do they get tickets? So the tickets are available from our website. So if you go to manxnationalheritage.im and click on the What's On tab, you'll see it. it's called Labyrinth, the Treasure House, and you just click for tickets. So there's um, a performance on Wednesday, the 26th of April, three performances on Friday, the 28th of April, April, and three performances on Saturday, the 29th of April, um, all in the evenings. Terrific. And will they have a last night party? Um, we're normally so knackered and then of course we have to clear down for the next day because we perform in all the galleries but we can't leave everything out so we have to clear down before the next show so I think we'll all be having a lie down <laughs> Sounds great fun doesn't it? I quite fancy taking part in the next one Who knows, they might ask me if I smile at them prettily Those performances again Wednesday the 26th of April 7pm Friday the 28th of April 5pm 6.30pm and 8pm Saturday the 29th of April 5pm, 6.30 and 8. 
not suitable for children under seven, remember, but they are very popular generally. Don't hang around if you want to go. Tickets available, as Katie said, from the MNH website. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. If an evening of beautiful music performed by world-class musicians is more your cup of culture, you'd be delighted to hear the ever-wonderful Ramsey Music Society is starting its 2023 season of concerts next Monday, and they're preparing for a very special anniversary next year. Concert Secretary for the Society, Olga Eggert, tells us more. We're very proud to admit that next year, in September 2024, will be our 50th anniversary. Wow, brilliant. 50 years as um, Ramsey Music Society was formed. And uh, for a rather small society, it's quite an achievement, I would say. And partially, I would say, is due to the fact that we try to invite really interesting musicians. And the one who is coming and starting our season on the 24th of April is a very good pianist indeed. And um, as myself, uh, being a pianist, I can say with clear conscience he is excellent. He is Hungarian by birth, but uh, he studied in the UK and uh, he now resides in the UK. And he is a serious young gentleman and he picks up serious pieces. So it's a rare chance on the island to hear a program that is not very often played. For instance, he's playing um, a piece by Skrebin, Russian composer of the 19th century, he is playing Sonata by Skrebin. People do know more about Tchaikovsky and Rachmaninoff, but not so much about Skrebin. It's a very interesting, very evocative piece. So it's a chance to hear it. And also he's playing very famous piece by Beethoven, which is a sonata called Wallstein. Well, Beethoven is ever loved, but it's a great contrast with Skrebin, how in less than 100 years music changed. So it shows the evolution of European music within relatively short period of time, from classical to late romantic and rather advanced, perhaps even 20th century. So we do hope that people on the other man, not just from Ramsey, but from elsewhere as well, will take this chance to come to the north. I know it's all 15 miles from Douglas, but for a lot of people who came from the UK, it's nothing. And for those who live on the Isle of Man, you don't mind coming to Ramsey for ice cream or Ramsey Pier yep. or walking around more true, promenade. True. So please do make an effort and come for this excellent concert performed by Daniel Liebhardt. Wonderful. You're very right. I think people think, ooh, 15 miles just for a concert. So it's not that far. So go ahead and check it out. As you say, wonderful, the 50 years coming up next year for the Ramsey Society. When you're planning your your concert, or at least your seasons, I assume you have to plan that, what, a year in advance? We try to plan long time ahead. And this year is unusual for us because historically, up to now, up to this year, our season was six concerts starting in September and finishing in March. But uh, we decided to try a new format and to see, perhaps, with the weather in winter being less hospitable, perhaps if we move it more to the summer months, it will be easier for people to attend. So our season this year starts in April, and we have four concerts, April, May, June, July. Then we don't have a concert in August, and then we have two more concerts in September and October. And in the music business, we do tend 
to book artists at least seven, eight months in advance because people do get booked up and they have to plan their time to travel and their other booking engagements. So for the 2024 season, I already have four concerts planned. Wow. So we just have two more to finalize for September and October 24. But you are in for a big surprise. So if you go to Ramsey today, prepare for big surprise. <laughs> Never mind going down to the woods, go up to Ramsey. Do you, do you sort of have to think all the time about offering a bit of variety as well so that with each of the concerts you do, it's a bit, bit different to the last one? From experience, we can see that people like piano concerts, especially piano of romantic period, and we try to offer at least two in a season. But the rest, we try to offer a variety of instruments. So our next concerts, for instance, in May, is um, a guitar solo concert by a young upcoming star of the guitar performing world called Jack Hunter. And he is going to perform for us on the 22nd of May. Our concerts are on Mondays. That's how historically it had been. And that's how we are keeping it for now. So it's always on Monday evening at 7.30. So after that, we're having a duo, cello and piano. And they are graduate students of the last year of the Royal Northern College of Music. And we always try to encourage young talent because... All current superstars were young talents once. And we just hope that those who come to us one day might become yo-yo ma of this world. Then in um, July, we have um, a Norwegian violinist who is coming with her accompanist who is Chinese. I must say that in um, June, the duo that is coming from Manchester are also not of English origin. They're from Eastern Europe from Slovakia and uh, from uh, Slovenia. So we try to offer also international cast. And for our September season, we have an excellent pianist who offers partially jazz program. He is um, British, called Louis Peart. And for October, we might be in negotiations with a really superstar pianist from Argentina who is doing a tour of the UK and through various personal connections, we might just get him on a very friendly basis to come and perform for us. That will be an amazing chance if he does. I'm not going to reveal his name yet because we haven't finalized. But if he does come, please watch the space because he is amazing and it will be a real coup for the island if he comes to perform. Terrific. It's a wonderful society. It really do bring some marvellous artists over. And as you say, a rare chance to hear musicians of this calibre playing in the Isle of Man in an intimate uh, setting up in Ramsey there. So you really get to sort of appreciate their technique as well as hearing the music closer up as well. People want to book for the tickets. How do they go about that? We don't really have advanced booking because tickets are mainly paid when people come in. And We found that this way people do not feel restricted, perhaps, uh, as we appreciate that the weather might not be quite right for people to travel, perhaps, from the south or the center of the island. We don't want people to have this feeling, oh, what if I booked? We want them to feel encouraged to come regardless of the weather, but at the same time to know that tickets are available. Because our concerts are based at the Ramsey Grammar Hall, 
we do have enough space for up to 100 people. And uh, we try to encourage people to come and pay at the door. Also for school children and students in daytime education, it's free. So that's uh, a good value, I would say. So if somebody comes with young children or teenagers, should I say, or children who are now not children but young adults who would like to come, then they're very welcome and they just have to show their student card and they come free. A complete bargain. And just finally, you already mentioned 50 years next year and it sounds like you've already got most of the programme for next year in, in hand already in 2023. The 2023 programme is nearly finalised apart from the last concert in October, but uh, for the 2024 season, for our Creme de la Creme concert in September, which is our 50th anniversary. We have not yet booked anybody else because, again, I'm in the process of arranging somebody really, really special. But with special people, we have to keep confirmation closer to the date. Mm -hmm. But, as I mentioned, prepare for big surprise. Ramsey Music Society is still going strong. What an achievement for a small music society to keep going for half a century, bringing world-class musicians to local shores. Another one of our unsung heroes in the island's artistic scene, I think. You don't even have to book, just turn up on the evening, so Monday the 24th of April for a 7.30 start in the first instance, hand over a very modest sum, sit down and enjoy a musical bargain. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to manxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where you want. Why not try it whilst grooming your favourite Pekingese? Other dogs are available. See you next week. Look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. Cheerio.